When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody, and welcome in to another edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Tuesday, June twenty first. Um, it's been a little while since we've we've slapped one of these together, and as usual, it'll be a slower summer. But we'll be back with my co-host Steve Buchanan. We'll do a little MLB. We'll cover some NFL. We'll cover some uh, college football. But uh, since the last time we've gotten an, an episode out, obviously the NBA Finals have wrapped. The Celtics, um, you know, magical run came to an end. The Warriors experience prevailed, got it done. And, uh, you know, that's that. So that's something we'll maybe reflect on a little bit more another time because the NBA just goes, uh, you know, no in between time. We've gone from the NBA Finals right into the NBA Draft. Um, unlike the NFL, where we have literally, you know, a couple months to gather all this well-documented information and put it together, we're now kind of just running on the fly here. So two days out from the NBA draft, we will do our best here to, uh, you know, give you what's what's left on the board here that we can kind of put some confidence in. Um, and to do so, one of the best in the business for betting drafts, uh, the Vegas Refund. You can find him on Twitter at Vegas Refund VR. How you doing, man? What's going on? Just uh, I'm I'm late to the scene here on on the NBA draft, really, and I I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because it doesn't seem like we've known too much, um, or at least as much as we're accustomed to in in the weeks and days leading up to this draft, but we'll start with the headline story, which as we record on June 21st, obviously we've had kind of a two-man race that for a little bit looked like a one-man race at the top of the board with Jabari Smith kind of getting priced up to around minus 500 or so. He's at my, back to minus 155 now, but the big news is that Paolo Banchero, who was 20 to one a couple of days ago, has come crashing all the way down to plus 210 and even overtaking Chet Holmgren, who's plus 230 as we record this, to be the number one overall pick. Um, just your take on what this all means, because we saw this in the NFL draft, but it was a little bit different. And not only, you know, the there has to be something to this movement, but Banchero still isn't the the favorite. Like if somebody knows something, it feels like at some point he has to just, you know, kind of drastically overtake Jabari Smith here, but what, what's your take on, on the Banchero movement over the last couple of days? Um, so there's definitely been some like legitimate tinfoil hat theories behind the Chet ball, uh, which candidly I have some Paolo shares and I just tailed these tinfoil hat theories because I'd be kicking myself if I didn't. <laughs> but I just think it, from the start, there was, there's been a consensus, almost like a group think where the market consensus has just been wrong, where whether you like eliminate these Chet theories with medical red flags, Powell and Chet should have been way closer from the start. And then as we got, I want to say like Sunday, I was of the opinion that I think their odds should have just flipped. 
Jabari, like gun to head right now, like I'm of a believer that like Jabari is going to go one. I'm praying and I would love for Paula to go one. Right. And things really go off the rails. But it just keeps going. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this in terms of odds moving in such a short amount of time. I mean, Saturday was 25 to 1. And now it's plus 175 at some places. <laughs> that I mean, th- that's why I kind of believe to a degree that there has to be something there. But, like, what is it and where did it come from? And like you said, it should have been closer all along because the Jabari Smith – movement came from that one uh essentially from the one uh whose article was it help me out here uh jonathan javoni right put out the article that said that it, you know it was of the belief of most most scouts and gms that jabari smith would go number one to orlando uh, yeah right and, and that's what like a domino right and then it just kind of moves from minus 120 to minus 160 to up over minus 200 and then it just went um and I, I do think that big boards, evaluating big boards in NBA drafts is a lot more important if you're betting NFL draft too, where the NFL draft is a lot of team needs, like right. value where like quarterbacks are going to go higher, even though like this defensive end is way more elite than him. Where the NBA draft, it's a lot more like best player yeah. available. Yep. Where Paolo has been number one on some of the more respected big boards for NBA experts since day one. So like, if you eliminate all of this, like gossip on chat, Paolo, there is an argument for Paolo to go number one, really the only two, but at this point, the two certainties I have are Chet's not going number one and Jabari's not going to get past number two. And then everything else is just okay. off the rails. Okay. That's, that's fair. Um, so it leaves two options, I guess, at, at number one, which, which makes sense and can maybe be helpful and can maybe be helpful to somebody like me who bet Jabari Smith a few times initially got the movement I was looking for. Um, and then fumbled the ball and failed to correctly hedge it the way that I should have. Um, I'm hoping we get trifectas. If we get trifectas, that will be a great hedge opportunity, which I don't think we will, to be honest, but DraftKings did put up first round yep. props last night which was awesome and awesome just to see a new market going up and gives me hope that we might get something else in the next two days which i've been asking you for two months when nba draft props are going to be going on <laughs> we, we <laughs> shall see i will uh do my digging as i continue to uh throughout the process but let's uh i mean that that pretty much i guess sums up your your top three thoughts um like personally, and again, personal opinions don't matter here. Like I think Jabari Smith is the best prospect in the draft. And that's why I bet I initially bet him before the lottery at plus money. And then when I saw it was Orlando, I bet him again because I thought that the spot made sense. Um, and like you said, the big boards kind of matter more because positional need and fit. It, it's not like the NFL where like, you know, if you have a quarterback, you're not taking a quarterback. Right. This just you, especially with these bad teams at the top, you have to take the talent and stash it and see what happens. Like the um, Kenny, like a Kenny Pickett of the NBA isn't going to go in the first it, round. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's a good comp. Um, 
so let's move out of the top three, I guess, because there's not really much that you can you can bet there. As our, I agree. Our producer Samir is a is a pit panther, so he thought that was very rude. He messaged me. But... I mean, dog, that dude's hands. I can't get past it. It looks photoshopped every time. I mean, we're not, <laughs> this isn't an NFL draft, uh, NFL draft or NFL show, but the guy he's got to take the gloves off. He's just telling everyone that they're too small. But moving on. Um, okay, so the the two other markets outside of the um, outside of the top three on DraftKings that you can bet fourth overall pick and fifth overall pick are still there. Um, you know, before we get to some player over unders and some props that I know you've bet, does anything pop to you at four or five overall specifically? I love that we're moving on from the top three because, like, no matter what you listen to right now, it's just top three, and it's like, oh, but uh. Yeah, we. I mean, we had to do that quickly because it's I think crazy. that's one of the biggest unknowns of the draft, which is crazy to say. We'll just let it fall into place. So four, so four. Jaden Ivy, who's he? He's my favorite. Um, if I do have a bias, Ivy's yep. been like the chalk. The Kings haven't worked Ivy out, which I think workouts are somewhat overrated. But if you're not working a guy out in the top five, like I don't know what you're doing. But the most interesting thing is that the Kings owner. It's come out that Keegan, he loves Keegan. And in the past, it's come out who the Kings owner has liked, and they've taken that guy, mm-hmm. which leads the belief that, like, if the Kings owner likes this guy, he gets who he wants. And Keegan's odds for number four, like, got absolutely destroyed yesterday. I think they were yep. plus, one tw- plus 125 now. Yeah. And they were um, on DK three. Sportsbook, whereas Jaden Ivey sitting at minus 175 was like, Minus three hundred at times, I think. And yesterday, Keegan was plus three hundred yesterday. So okay. Uh, so at this point, like the momentum is in Keegan's favor for number four. Um, for number five, I have Mathern uh, tickets. That these odds are long gone, but I have like twenty to one, which I absolutely love. Um, I still love. I think Benny at Benedict. At four is worth a long shot. You call him Ben. Ben. Ben works. Um, ben Mathurin. But Ivy's such like Ivy's even being talked about at number two. Like that's how crazy this draft could be. Um, right. But it's, it's very tiered. It's like the big three, then it's or the big four, I guess you could say. Then it's Ivy, three Ivy, and then it's Benedict, Dyson, Sharp, and then it really gets it off the rails. So there's like eight guys that you know are going to go somewhere within that eight. So if the Kings get their way at four or the owner gets his way at four with, with Keegan Murray, how do you still feel about Mathurin at five or do the Pistons take Ivy or does somebody automatically trade up for Ivy if he falls that far to five? I think that's when you see teams like the Knicks who Ivy's the Knicks pick odds or exact pick odds ivy was like nine to one non-draftings went to three to one yesterday um, which is insane to me because the knicks right now are sitting at number 11 <laughs> <laughs> and ivy is favored um to go there so yeah that, i mean that just automatically means trade um that is extremely interesting i didn't know that and ivy came out yesterday and said that he would love to play in new york but if you're comparing all the books across the board, like it definitely takes the most, and I hope it's okay to say that this, to move a line for the draft, which is extremely sensitive in the first place, no matter what, on draft things. 
the fact that Ivy went from like nine to one to three to one on the mix was like crazy to me, mm-hmm. which you could bet $50 on them on another sports book and it would do that. But that is not doing it at DraftKings. Um, All right. So which it- made, I just, it has to be a trade. Like, I don't think him saying he wants to play in New York is enough to move the line that much. And I, I mean, I would assume that trade would be to four or five, but probably five. I mean, the Kings pick, do, the, do you think the Kings trade their pick when it comes down to it? Because that's been the pick that all the hype and talk is about trading. And then you have Sham saying they're getting more and more comfortable using it. But we have, I mean, the Ivy movement, like it's probably a surprise if Ivy goes to five. So if there is a trade, it kind of makes you think it's at four. Right. Am I like piecing that together correctly? Do you think? Where, so I, I, I literally hate trades, but like there is a scenario where like, let's just say Paolo goes one. If Paolo goes one, the Rockets are hitting eject. They're in full chaos mode, like, which you would assume that the Rockets, because, and then Jabari goes, the Rockets aren't going to take Chet, which you would think. So you, that you're confident that, okay, you are, I think you already said this, but you're confident that OKC prefers Jabari Smith to, Chet. Yes. I what about what about Banchero to Chet? What if Jabari Smith does go one? That if Jabari Smith goes one, then I that's like the first signal that the consensus was right and Chet goes two, Paolo goes three, and okay. Uh, okay. Where Sorry, that, you don't like the talk talk, and I just brought it back after you okay. like thanked me I for was, getting off of it. <laughs> I was totally kidding. But if Paolo goes one, the Rockets trade out, Ivy could go three. And then right. if Ivy's out of the way, then it can get into the Keegan four, Benedict five. Well, but uh, or yeah, then Holmgren Chester. has to go somewhere. Sorry. Right. Yeah, then, so Holmgren has to go four or five, which you can right. get big money on if sure. it gets there. Yeah, that's, that's better money, better money than whatever Ivy to the Knicks is. Exactly. Rather exactly. just bet Chet four or five or whatever. Yeah, that's like buying an island odds, like if that hits you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, let's go to some some over under here. We'll start with a guy that we've already been talking about in in Ben Mathurin from Arizona. This is one of the guys that you've bet. You played him, you know, laid some juice, but you played him at under eight and a half, which obviously moved quite a bit. And now we're sitting at six and a half. I still think this is a very fair spot because I think six to the Pacers is like a floor. I think he's got not a floor. He can obviously go seven or eight, but. I mean, you're in a great spot. You've got it covered. But if you're looking at this line now, I'm I'm considering playing the under on six and a half because I think he would be the Pacers guy at six if it, if it winds up landing there. We'll see what kind of crazy stuff happens near the top. But five and six feel like really good spots. I do have a 10 to one ticket on, on him to go five. I know you mentioned the uh, the five position for him. I would, only, you, yeah, I would only bet the under on this. Um, you would only bet the under. So even at six and a half, if you were advising someone, they said, hey, I want to make a bet here. Yeah, and the under starting is to take action, which right now I'm tracking 19 mocks. And even at six and a half, which is the right number, like 63% mm-hmm. of the 19 mocks have the under hitting. Okay. And it's definitely starting to get used. Like the under is definitely taking heat. I, they're definitely not going to move it to five and a half. Um, if it goes to five, so it'll just be a juiced six and a half. Yeah, which every book is just juicing the hell out of the over-under sounds like moving it. But 
minus 125 on the under on DK. Um, starting at the top, a guy that you – or sorry, your first play obviously was on uh, Ochai, Ochai Baji under 15 and a half. If we're looking at DraftKings Sportsbook now, I believe he sits at 14 and a half. Yes, 14 and a half with the under heavily juiced. Um, where did it just go? Minus 185. Um, probably not going to bet that at that number, but you know, what was your, your thought process when you made that play at 15 and a half? Yeah, it was more of just hearing, um, behind the scenes rumblings that the Cavs really, really like them. There's a, there's a bunch of, I think it was like the Vicini, Wasserman, like a couple of like the big guys all released their mock within like a day or two of each other. And they all had them going to the Cavs. And it was just 15 and a half. It just made a lot of sense. Out of all the bets I made right now, that's probably the one that I'm the most worried about. Uh, but okay. at 15 and a half, like, I guess you could say I'm not, actually, I'm not worried. Um, I mean, yeah, you I, can get good. You can get great plus money. You can get plus 150 on the over 14 and a half. So you're set. I do think that there are some mocks that have him going 15. 14 and a half is the right number. He's 13 and a half some places. Um, where like 14 and a half, 15 and a half is pretty similar because you're really just betting on him going to the Cavs, which you can bet him going to the Cavs on DraftKings as well. I think it's like four to one. Um, okay, there you go. But he could uh, go top. I have a top 10 ticket on him too, um, which the per, uh, what I was hearing is like he could get his range was like, I think it was, I was told like his range is anywhere from eight to 12 or eight to, I think it was 14. Probably 14 if they all had the Cavs, right? Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of 14. random. But, uh, yeah. All right. Um, one of my favorite bets of yours that you actually got some good plus money on, A.J. Griffin, over 10.5. That plus money is gone because that is now minus 265 on DK Sportsbook. I think a lot of people are feeling pretty good about A.J. Griffin, um, who was hurt a lot in high school, got hurt before the season at Duke. Good shooter. Um, but I don't know if he's shown really elite top 10 talent and the odds seem to agree. The mocks seem to agree. Um, I don't think we're betting anything at minus 265, but do you think this can move to 11 and a half and it moves if it does, do you still like a reasonably priced over 11 and a half or are the Knicks the spot? Because you see him go to the Knicks in, in a handful of mocks. I don't know if you have the number in terms of what you track in front of you, but I, I am not in love with the prospect and you don't want to inject your personal opinion because it only matters what the teams think. But I think a, a reasonably priced over 11 and a half would be a play for me if it presented itself. No, I don't have, no, I'm not, I'm not like the math guru EV aspect of it, but what about like an over 11 and a half with a New York Knicks exact bet as well? Because that helped. Well, especially if Ivy just became a huge favorite to the Knicks Right. Now you've got yourself kind of covered there. Right. Because the over 10 and a half, like there was what brought me to it was Wasserman. He was replying to tweets, which is like very suspect because replies like don't really get seen. Right. And, and he was replying with, to questions about Griffin. He was saying he was hearing things that he was falling, et cetera. And you don't see plus money over unders on draft props very often that you're like confident about so mm -hmm. that was just like auto default and then it got steamed which you don't want to lay the juice right now even though like him in the top 10 
there's Doesn't some guys sense. that have them like to the Blazers, but like those feel just like trying too hard to be contrarian. Um, mm-hmm. But over 11 and a half at a good price, you sprinkle a little, take a nibble on New York Knicks exact because there are a lot of mocks that have them at 11. All right, here's one um, that you got some more a good number on. Um, Jalen Williams going under 20 and a half. Um, I love this one. It has since moved to 18 and a half, and you got to lay at minus 165 if you want that under 18 and a half. I still feel like this is a good play. Um, yeah, I would still bet it. You, you, you have him a lot of mocks, have him going 14 to Cleveland now. Um, that spot that, again, that was a while back when you made the the Ochai bet. Um, the spot that you were maybe betting him for. A lot of people have Jalen Williams there, and I think 18 and, a, 18 and a half is still value, even even laying some juice there. It sounds like you're still still encouraging people to play that if they if they are not on it. Yeah, definitely. I would play the 18 and a half, and I don't see the 18 and a half. It's probably going to go to like 17 or even lower probably at some point, but he definitely reminds me of, Durant of last year in terms of like his prop where around this time Durant was like 20 and a half actually and he just caught a ton of momentum and the media just totally nailed it everyone knew it was like 20 and a half 18 and a half just kept going down and down and down and I think it closed at like honestly 13 and a half and the I think the Warriors took him at 13 actually and like the under hit for everyone Mm -hmm. Um, is this moody that you're talking about? No, Durant, Durante, however that. Hold on. All right. I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> it is uh, kind of. Chris Durant, the guy of Oregon. Oh, uh, Duarte. Yeah, sorry. See, okay. I don't follow the NBA, which is my strength here because I don't have a bias. Seriously. The Pacers, the Pacers took him. Um, yes, Duar- Chris Duarte. Okay. All right. We got the guy right. <laughs> yeah. He just kept falling. And there's a Duran this year, and we want to talk about him soon. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he just reminds me his profile last year with the momentum really reminds me of Jalen um, right now, which I would just still take the under. So okay. stuff gonna move soon. I'm with you there. Um, Mark Williams, big man from Duke. It is uh, becoming the belief that centers in general, outside of Chet, or maybe even with Chet, slide in this draft. Um, you played him over 12 and a half. He's sitting at a juicy, I think minus 160 over 13 and a half on DK Sportsbook. With the idea being that, you know, Charlotte's looking for a big here. Maybe he can go 13, but they pick again at 15. And the team in between them is Cleveland, who is not going to go, who just can't go big. They need a wing. Um, so there's really almost no difference. Uh, almost between 12 and a half and like 14 and a half, I would say. I don't know if you agree with that statement or not, but do you like him at a juice 13 and a half? Do you like him if he goes to like a, a standard juice both both ways at 14 and a half? So it's funny because it, this spot reminds me of like the Eagles in this past NFL draft where they had two picks right next to each other. And then they ended up creating one. But like some right. locks have them 13, some have them 15, um, yep. which – like 13 is definitely, I guess you could say, a key number purely based off of the the 12 and a half was was somewhat of a key number. Right. Where it's it's safe to say that he's going to the Hornets, but we just don't know if it's 13 or it's 15, which is actually a pretty valid like key number. Mm-hmm. But your point about the Cavs not taking a center, 
is very fair. Um, if I was to take the over 13 and a half, I would just advise like half a unit, maybe. Um, right. He, he's definitely falling. Um, so it's definitely playable at 13 and a half still. <clears throat> and this is an interesting one. Like you said, you, you don't follow the NBA. I, I like Mark Williams. He reminds me of like a bigger Rob Williams on the Celtics. Um, but this is just the way that centers are trending here. So let's go. I want to just go away from the rest of your plays for a second and talk about Jalen Duran, who's picked up some steam to maybe go in the top 10. I don't necessarily see where he fits in that top 10. You can get minus 120 on DK Sportsbook on over 10 and a half. This is something that I'm eyeing in terms of playing because I just don't see where he fits in that top 10. Is a team going to scoop another center? Um, you know, like I could see Duran and Mark Williams both falling out of the lottery or one of them going with that la those last couple lottery picks and the other one after. I don't see how he gets into the top 10. You have, you have thoughts on that? So it feels like if there's going to be a long shot top 10 bet, it's going to be the Spurs that make it happen. And mm -hmm. I want to say it's been a couple of weeks ago, it was Sochan was the trendy guy to go to the Spurs. And then there was Duran momentum. I want to say like last week or the last couple of days. And then it feels like Deng just stole Duran's momentum into the top 10. Um, yep. Which I would be more surprised. I would be surprised if he got in the top 10. It's possible, but I like Dan going to the Spurs a lot more than I do um, Duran. But the Spurs so do like the spot. From, what's held you back, I guess, from Duran over 10 and a half as a, as a play so far? It's just not – I'm just not confident in it. Like, I, I have the reasoning, but I'm not totally sold on it because he is – like, the whole – the centers are falling. Like, that's such a narrative. Like, it's not something that we can actually – like assume the Spurs are just such a wild right. card. Like they could take anyone and they have so many picks too. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is. Fun. All right. Let's. Um... Dang is the one like dang right now, which I played dang under 13 and a half this morning and mm -hmm. I played in top 10 yesterday. He is one that is definitely catching a ton of steam. Um, where... Okay, so let's go. Let's go there, and it, we'll loop back to some other plays. Um, outside of Jabari Smith uh, to go number one, putting that out, you know, over a month ago. Um, last night, I put out my first draft plays, and it was Diang under thirteen and a half, and him to go top ten at plus three fifty, which has since moved to plus one seventy five. I want to say, um, and the under thirteen and a half. Uh, this mostly stemming from, I would assume your tweet, uh, went from minus 135 to minus 165, then off the board. And now I believe we're looking at 11 and a half. Um, wow. so on 40, uh, yeah, 11 and a half. It is minus 145 to the, to the over. Um, I would love, imagine if we could just cash in CLV. It'd be awesome. Um, like, <laughs> well, I would have like sold it. my Jabari Smith ticket, um, <laughs> you know, a couple of weeks ago, it's such but a it uh, you know it's all lining up there i i will say he maybe kind of reminds me and i hope it doesn't go this way but this is kind of reminding me um i know we talked plenty of draft not on shows or anything last year um sangoon with houston 
it was a guy that nobody really knew about who's got some size who looked like he was going higher and higher and the draft props got bet down lower and lower and um he fell far to houston i hope this isn't that case but international right right the international guys um and again, this that he was supposed to maybe go to the Spurs, and the Spurs are at nine here, which is a spot that I would love to see him go. Do you? And the answer might be no, because I'm not going to pretend I knew a ton about him. But like, do you? What differentiates him? Why is he not going to be Shangun this year? Like, why is he going to go top thirteen? So Shangun and Book Knight are like the two Voldemorts. Like they are not spoken of because <laughs> of those falls last year. Um, but honestly, it, he very well could be. I don't remember Sangoon getting this type of momentum where right now I'm, I'm just looking at my sheet and I mean, Vicini had dang at eight this morning. That would be great <laughs> before the Spurs. So, and there's a ton of, I, I'm counting two, three, four. I'm seeing five of like the 19 mocks have him in the top 10 either eight or nine which mm-hmm. out of the 19 60 percent of the mocks have the under 13 and a half hitting but a bunch of those are stale i was gonna Everything. say those haven't been updated yeah. since this movement and i and i mentioned this last night but <clears throat> bill simmons did a podcast on sunday and he had rosillo on and it's mainly just all opinions, but Russell made a comment and how he made it was like the most, what I took the most out of it. But he said that Deng has a promise, but he said it as if it was like a fact. He's like, Deng has a promise. So he wasn't saying like, I'm hearing Deng has a promise. He like stated it. And then he said, but I don't think he's going to make it to the team that gave him the promise, which like, if you read in between the lines of like the context and not even making it, that I would consider Rosello pretty connected. Mm-hmm. That is even extra, some sprinkle of confidence, I guess you could say. Um, but interesting. All right. So we'll see where he lands. Um, you got a couple last props here in the 20s, an over and an under. Um, let's see. Where's Wesley? Blake Wesley. Played under 23 and a half on him. We're down to 21 and a half. There is some talk of the Nuggets there at 21. So maybe this is now in the correct position. Mm-hmm. Um, is there still any value there? Um, or do those picks 22 and 23 make a big difference to you? Uh, I think you can still play it at 21. Okay. That's the that's the key point right there, I guess, why you placed yeah. the bet. Uh, yeah, he was just another guy that has it. He was very similar to like Jalen Williams, like just catching a ton of momentum. Um, Ford, who runs a draft site, who retired, which is a huge hit. He's been on Wesley since like, his like last post of his website was his like big board. And Wesley was one guy he totally hyped, which like definitely stuck with me. And when the momentum started to catch, it was just automatic and it moved to 21 it was stuck on 23 for a while yeah but the momentum of the mocks right now is having them in the teens actually um so yeah it's definitely still playable anyone that asked me like is this is this still good at a 
worst number. I just default to like, if it's a yes, I'll just say half a unit, I guess you could say. Right. Um, okay. That makes sense. Um, and then we have Jaden Hardy here who you played at over 22 and a half that pushed him to 23 and a half. Um, any value there, any thought process there? So this is the one I would, I wouldn't play over 23 and a half. Okay. Uh, 23 seems like a very key number on him. And he's okay. definitely somewhat of a wild card where him and Sharp were in the same situations where Sharp sat out a year. Uh, Hardy didn't. And everyone thinks that if Hardy sat out a year, he'd be a lottery pick. But I probably wouldn't play a 23 and a half because 23 is very similar. Like he's going 23 everywhere, but he's not going before that very often. That is good information to have. Um, all right. So that, that does it for the plays that you have put out so far um, at Vegas refund on Twitter. Um, but two days out now, is there anything else that you are kind of eyeing here that, uh, that is on the board? So there is one that I'm probably going to be putting out when we get off this show. All and right. I'm, I'm very close. Like I'm just waiting for that, like, final tipping point. But – and I'm probably going to butcher this name, but Buchamp. Yeah, Buchamp. sounds good to me. <laughs> Marjon Buchamp. His over 24-and-a-half on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. It's like minus 130. That is getting very close to sending out when we get off. Um, that's one I like. He, he opened at a different book at 26 and a half, and they were the only ones that had him for a while. And then yesterday, all the other books, including DraftKings, like filled in the blanks, and basically, Champ is widely available, but it opened at 24 and a half, which it should be 26 and a half. That's like the, the right line, in my opinion. Okay. When he got that green room invite, which no one expected it, his under got like destroyed. The 24 and a half is just too low. Um, I have 74% of my 19 mocks have that overhitting. Um, All right. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. Jeremy um, Wu had him at 38 yesterday. Wow. <laughs> totally F's up the standard deviation. But if you take that 38 out, the over still hits and the deviations very <clears> strong. Who's now that you've said that, that just kind of reminds me of. You know, the easiest bet last year kind of felt like Sharif Cooper, who was like, whatever, what was that, 18 and a half, 20 and a half. Um, point guard from Auburn, wound up going to the Hawks in like the 50s. Um, I was on that under. Put, huh? I, was on his, I was on his under. You thought Sharif Cooper was going in the top? I had it, I think I bet like under 23 and a half. So like, not based off the opener, it just got too high. I was like, which... I regretted it the day before the bet, and I like was just defaulting to this being an L, um, and I hated it. But thanks for reminding me. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I assumed okay. that you were there. I assumed <laughs> that you had played the over. That was one of my favorite plays last year. Um, it was not for you. Um, I didn't get that. I didn't get that memo. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I. I would have loved it. We talked about this. We talked a lot of draft last year. I know. Um, more so than this year because I've been focusing on the Celtics like the rest of the world. Um, who is this year's, who is this year's Shreve Cooper? Do you have a guy like is, is because so, champ just brought that up, that, that kind of, of uh, profile, I guess. So I would say like in terms of like, just like the walk. Like, yeah. Who's the guy that's, you know, Hey, this guy's going to go 
mid to late first round who's going to go in the second round. So Jalen Williams for an under, that would be the one that I would say is just like surefire on an over. Dyson was before Dyson over six and a half, which just got juiced where it's not playable anymore. Yep. That, that was the one that I was loving that I regret not playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of Kendall, eh, no one that's available anymore. Kendall Brown, okay. I guess you could was, but so let's just, him. let's, we'll, we'll call it uh we'll call it you champ. I guess sharp, sharp is the landmine. So sharp is the guy that can just blow everything up um, that no one has any idea. Where do you think he goes? So like, his over-under is seven and a half. He canceled all, which he had the worst interview I've ever seen in my entire life with the Kings that who tweeted out, which I found it bizarre that they sent that out because it was just awful. But he canceled all of his workouts. So he was falling. Excuse me. I'm going to backtrack. He was taking a ton of momentum towards the top five. Mm-hmm. And then he started falling, falling like out of the top ten. And then he canceled all of his workouts for teams that were eight or later, which to me tells me that he thinks she's going to go in the top eight. Right. But no one has a clue because the media is painting it as if he should have been falling. He's canceling workouts. Like he could go anywhere from honestly six to 13, which he's definitely a guy that, is a domino that if he goes earlier than you expect, he's going to push other guys back and screw up some unders. But Dyson under 10 and a half would probably be that another surefire, like over nine and a half under 10 and a half. Actually, where do you, if I'm literally confusing myself now, but uh, if sharp was eight and a half, what do you play? I would play the under. Under. So you do ultimately think he gets into the top eight. Really just based off of him canceling all of his workouts, which I do think workouts are a little overrated, but it feels like the promises are overrated to me too, but it does feel like he has something of a promise earlier and he sat out a year. And if he killed it this past year, apparently he would be like a top two pick in terms of athleticism. Right. But I guess like the number one, he was the number one ranked high school player coming out or something where yep. like if you were number one, like you're basically a walk to be successful in NBA and some GM's going to be drooling over that. It's everything I'm going to reach. But. He is the mystery man. Um, one other guy I want to talk about real quick. We'll wrap this up with a couple last ones. Johnny Davis. His prop isn't really playable. The over nine and a half is minus 260. Um, but he's also a favorite to go in the top 10. So it feels like 10 to Washington is like the spot. Um well, how do you feel about his number? What do you think it should be? You can bet him minus 155 to be taken ahead of AJ Griffin, which I kind of like. Um, where do you where do you think Johnny Davis ultimately lands? Yeah, so I love that matchup prop. It's there are ten and a halfs out there. Uh, it's been over like over nine and a half has been severely juiced for a long time, and ten and a halfs are finally starting to show. But there are, I think Wasserman came out with his intel piece last night and one of his bullet points on it was 10 was davis's floor mm-hmm. the only concern the only reason i haven't played it is waj came out and said that who who is at 10 oh my god i'm blanking um the wizards, wizards. the wizards at 10 are probably the one of the most likely teams to make a trade down which mm-hmm. could screw 
the whole under 10 and a half up because the Wizards right, definitely right. need a point guard. Um, and he might fall out if they do make a trade. But right. it very much reminds me of Patrick Sertan in NFL draft two years ago where every single mock had him at 10. Like literally every single mock had him at 10. Mm-hmm. And I think he actually went nine. Yeah, I was going to say he went nine to Denver. Yeah, but you were betting like the under 10 and a half, just banking on him going there. Right. And it had, and it worked out. And the mockers gave us one. Um, <laughs> um, okay, anything else matchup-wise? It looks like most of it's kind of priced out. You can bet. So the only one that's reasonably priced is uh, Nikola Jovic, not, not Jokic. Uh, minus 130 over EJ Liddell. You can bet uh, our guy here, Diang, minus 185 to be taken before Ochai Baji, which I kind of like if you don't mind laying the juice. Thoughts on either of those? Yeah, I bet that matchup yesterday. It okay. was way lower. It's come up. Uh, where I, I still think it would be fine. But of all the matchups, and if you want to get a little dangerous, Dale and Terry plus 240 over Wesley. I don't think is you can make a lot worse bets um, at those odds. That's a fun one. He is another guy like catapulting into the teens. Some mocks have interesting. Where Wesley okay, so you and you have Wesley going in the top twenty three, and it's now twenty one. Right. Where um, and I mean plus two forty is probably totally fair. Um, right. I would. That's just one I would take a nibble on that I would rather over. I guess one eighty five. Uh, minus 185 on dang i love them both but <clears throat> everyone just gravitates towards the juice which is totally fair draft like if you're betting the draft like you're going to be laying juice no matter what where the plus money bets are far and few between that you feel good about that aren't like huge long shots and this is one that i would that i would bet and i would consider it having a chance um, and he is just absolutely sizzling right now in terms of like let's see where vicini had him. hold on uh go ahead I will after you after you cover this once you find it. I did say that I'm going to give out some plays on this podcast that I'm not going to give out other places. So I'm got, kind of going to pick my favorite three bets from our conversation, and I will just give them out. They'll, they'll, we'll already have talked about them, but give them out here to kind of wrap up the uh, the podcast. It's a, so, Giveny and Vicini, who are probably two of the best mockers, this morning both had. Hardy 22 and 21 and Wesley 21 and 20. So they were a pick like back-to-back picks in both of their mm-hmm. mocks, which are plus 240. Like, come on. You're saying or Terry, you mean, right? Yeah. Sorry. Terry. Terry. Okay. Yep. So Terry was going one pick behind Wesley and you're getting plus 240 to ultimately just switch that outcome. Yeah. That's fair. Um, okay. Got to give the people something here. So I'm giving out these on the podcast that I will not put on Twitter, will not put into article form, maybe until Thursday if they're still sitting around. But I love Ben Mathurin to go in that top six. Um, So we're going to use that one, minus 125. Ben Mathurin under six and a half is going to be a play for me. Jalen Williams is a guy I've been waiting to make a play on for a while and kind of missed the boat just because I wasn't on um, NBA draft. But I know – you know, we're in we're in a chat where he's a very been a very popular name from the from the get go. So Jalen Williams under 18 uh, and a half is going to be one from me. 
And then we're going to go to the matchups um, and go with laying a little bit of juice on Johnny Davis to go before AJ Griffin. Um, I just, regardless of if either go over, under, whatever, somewhere in there, I just think Johnny Davis is the better prospect that's going to go off the board before AJ Griffin, regardless of where that, where that ultimately happens. So Ben Mathurin, top six, Jalen Williams, top 18, and Johnny Davis before A.J. Griffin are going to be the three plays from me um, that we're giving out here exclusively on unreasonable odds. Um, all right, any any parting thoughts, VR, before we plug you one more time and get out of here? I love all three of those. I think they're all winners. All right, well, that's... Zero percent chance they lose. <laughs> that's that's the uh, the info people come here for. Um, all right, that's going to do it for our NBA draft special for unreasonable odds. Um, obviously, follow it's there's no the in there, right? Yeah, at Vegas Refund. Um, you get a lot of great draft content, um, football betting content, college hoops betting content, but um, you know, draft drafts are kind of the thing, especially NFL where there's just more information. Um, and one of my favorite things to to bet. Um, VR, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, I'm I'm addicted to these podcasts now. So fun. Beautiful. Um, At Vegas Refund on Twitter. Obviously, follow me on Twitter at Julian Edlow. And I'll be getting out some NBA draft props, uh, you know, through the week before switching over to some football futures. Follow the podcast uh, at Unreasonable Odd. Ran out of room for the S. You guys know that by now. You know where to find it. Um, And, yeah, obviously, you know, Hopefully you get something out of this. Hopefully you listen to the podcast and get those three plays that I dished out because those will only be here on unreasonable odds until maybe later on Thursday when uh, we get them out in Twitter form or um, article form. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with some baseball uh, on the podcast as soon as Steve decides to actually work again. Thanks, guys. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.